What's up, everybody? This is Jay, native-born Hoosier, and current resident of the best borough. I don't have any advice for you, but I do have a poem. You came into my life quickly, like an Amish-built gazebo. Your moves are so smooth, they make me say, holy Toledo. When you came into my life, you took my heart, no repo. I love you. Victor Oladipo. Go Pacers. You free? I can tell you what it is. I can tell you what it isn't. No more K-Dot. My mother had named me Kendrick. Fuck a stage name. That's the name that I was given. The only thing that I can identify within this business. I'm just a good kid from Compton that want to rap. Wearing my options. Pick up a Bible or a strap. I never killed a man, never sold any crack All I ever did was try to keep my city on the map But this monkey on my back, y'all don't want me to win I'm trying to follow dreams, you want me to follow trends So just to get a dollar will I sell my soul I look the devil in the eye and tell him hell no They say anything worth having is worth the wait Well I want the world, tell me how long that takes It's no time like now I can cut my patient short or give him some more gowns I don't even want the crown, I just want a peace of mind A nigga when I get it, you won't get a peace of mind Won't you mind your own business? A rich nigga buy anything you sell him A broke nigga believe anything that you tell him Well I'm a broke nigga, but still I wouldn't listen to you Even if your hand was on a bible quote, nigga See, I was brought up different Whatever that my pop said for sure, I listen You said you did dirt, but I can't dig it It don't concern you if you wasn't born in it Oh, no, oh, oh. I swear we gotta fast for oh, oh. Before time flies by My new saying for O10 is why lie And if you ain't trying to win, then why try? Now you can lowball or give me high five This is I, nigga, look into my eye Nigga, I am Kendrick Lamar. Nigga, my name is Kendrick. Would you say you relate to Kendrick more? Is that what it is? Yeah, I think I just I relate I to Kendrick my name more. Is and then Kendrick. also like I'm like very like I write music too, so I'm very like into like the penmanship and shit like that. So okay. some, of the, some of the flows and the wordplay he hits sometimes I'm like, alright, that's different. You know? You live you you into more of the craft than just the the the, the simple similes and metaphors. You into more like the story that's being told and everything. But you can't. But you not everything is simple though. There's a couple yeah, bars I'm, that I'm even catching. T- there's a couple bars I'm catching today from old songs and tracks that I've been listening to from back in the day. And I'm like, I feel damn. like with Drake. I feel like with Drake too. When I hear some of his lines, I'm like, damn, how have I, how have I not thought of that? How is like nobody exactly, said, nobody yeah. said that shit before? Whereas with Kendrick, it's like, how did he think of that? So it's like kind yeah, of just different facts. reactions. But both of them are like definitely dope with the pen. Yeah, it does. It and definitely comes down to like what Jay-Z used to say too, because I definitely rank Jay-Z as, and not even being biased because I was born and raised in Brooklyn, but I definitely rank Jay-Z up there because Jay-Z always used to say, like, you, you got to dumb down your music. And some some of the artists, they feel like they put out such a classic or they such a, a, a body of work that they feel like they shouldn't dumb it down. And Drake just mastered, he mastered watering it down enough where it's not like, you know, a shot with a full glass of water, but it's it's just enough alcohol and just you know he did a good job of just yeah. just mixing that together. And not, I respect that. I respect that a lot. But some people like some people like you know Nas. They just they would always say like they refuse to dumb down their music if you're clever enough to understand what I'm saying and put together what I'm you know what I'm crafting. Then 
big up to you. But if if it doesn't if it doesn't make sense, then don't listen to it. Nah, that's a Fendi. You right. Wait, before, because I got a couple other questions to ask you after you just said this whole Nas thing. I guess we let's just do some quick introductions. Um, welcome back. It's another session of You Free. As always, this is E. Got Azim on the line as well. And who are we rocking with today? You got your boy Dwayne over here. Special guest appearance, I guess. See, I thought that was a, that was a bar. That sounded like a bar real quick. Special nah, guest nah. appearance, I guess. Ah, it's, uh, all right. <laughs> nah, no buzz. Edition. No buzz. It, it, was, it was mild. It was, it, I thought it was something light real quick. All right. I was nah, waiting man. for the double, triple entendre. No, no, no. No bars intended. You know, not yet. No bars intended. I like that. I'm gonna start using that phrase. That was a bar right there too. See, you see Damn. how you see how you go. <laughs> right? I guess I'm, I guess I'm more philosophical up? than I thought, man. I might have to pick up a pen. But nah, you're, I I feel like for a lot of the music that's being created, especially when you think uh, of artists like Drake, Kendrick, or even Hove, and even what you said about Nas, do you think it takes away from, I guess, their legacy if they're making music that everyone can relate to and understand? Because he does have stuff on the album for everyone. You know, he's going to have your dance songs. He's going to have some shit where you can really sit in the car or sit on the train and bump and listen to when you're in your bag, when you want to celebrate. I'm, and I'm talking about Drake. Obviously, over everybody else got that. But. Yeah. So for me, it's a little bit, It's a little. I don't know. It's a little bit different. Like, like I was saying, this is going to be dirty, dirty for me. So when I first started listening to music, I mean, I was listening to like Ja Rule and... And and Nelly and shit like that. Yeah. Some people will look Hell back yeah. and they'll be like, "Yeah, they'll look back." Like if you if you say that to somebody who's around the same age as me or a little bit older, they're gonna look at me like, "Yo, are you are you crazy?" Like that was so. After I started listening to that, I had to kind of backtrack and then start listening to the Nas and listening to the Jay Z. And then more time goes on, I get a little bit older, listening to the Wu Tang Clan. So for me, music is tough. Like there's a lot of these new artists, and I'm not even saying like I'm an old head because I put myself somewhere in the middle, but some of these new artists, I I can't listen to like people jamming like, yo, this is you heard that new shit from X Y Z like this is this is the wave right here, and I'm like, I just I'm like I just don't rock with. It. I'd rather listen to an old soul like, you know, J Cole. Now, the song that J Cole put out, Let Nas Down, I that song really resonated with me. Like I like that song a lot. A lot of people don't like it, and they're like, oh, whatever, it doesn't really hit. But I like that song a lot because. If you look back at Biggie, even if you watch, like, if you don't want to go too in depth and listen to all his albums and listen to his mixtapes and listen to his freestyles, and you just watch the notorious movie, they uncover some real shit. Like, he was putting out all the songs and his, he was ahead. Like, his lyric, his wordplay, everything was just crazy. And it's come off the top of the head. But if you really think about back in that time in the early 90s, he wasn't really putting out no radio music. And being at the top of the charts is what gets people to buy albums, you know? Now, the hardcore fans are going to buy the album regardless. Like, if I'm a fan, I'm a fan. If it if it's trash, I'm still going to buy it. I'm going to show it love, and I'm going to buy it for what it is. But when it comes down to the, the Mayweather fans or the people who don't really listen to it and getting on that radio, especially before the digital age of downloading things, back when you had LimeWire and Napster, before that, it was it was All Hot 97. Power 105 wasn't even a thing yet, so it was All Hot 97. That's facts. And they're not gonna they're not gonna put something out like I stab a nigga, I shoot a nigga, what the fuck? Like that's not gonna play on the radio because it's just gonna be, you know, a whole song or or a fifteen second segment of quietness. Think <laughs> because <laughs> you're not bleeping on the radio, it's just quietness. So I mean, I personally don't think putting out a song like So Let Nas Down, that whole song is basically about Can't Get Enough, the shit he made with with Trey Songs. I personally think that Can't Get Enough was a good song because it's it's a hit. 
it's a hit. And then J. Cole, like, there were the people in college who really resonated with J. Cole. Like me, I grew up in the hood. I went away to college and J. Cole got a couple years with me. But when I came out, he was talking about how he grew up in the hood and he had niggas lining up to go to admissions office because the stories he was telling in his music, you know? So mm, I'm like, right. yo, that that's crazy to me. I'm like, yo, that, I, I resonate with that. But also, like, you can't only talk about how you grew up in the hood, how this person went to jail, how this person was a drug addict and not put out that radio hit. Because think about it. If I ask you to name a radio hit that J. Cole had, that was like a real radio hit. I guarantee you can't get past seven. The first song you're going to say is the shit with, with Miguel. Then I'm going to go, okay. <laughs> I'm going to go, okay. That was popped up in the mind. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go, true. okay, keep going. Then, someone, then the next song you're going to say is Middle Child because it's the song that's that's out right now. And I'm like, okay, keep going. Oh, work out. Yeah. No, that's real. You right. And, it, and then after a while, you're going to start, it's not going to just come out. It's not going to flow fluently. You're going to stop and you're going to start thinking and scratching your head like, nah, nah, he had, he had more hits. He had, he, he, he had role models. You see what I'm saying? So I'm like, yo, you need that radio play to to kind of dominate everything. And that's what Jay-Z had it too. And no one can't say nothing to Jay-Z because Jay-Z had hit after hit after hit after hit. Man, there's this times in which I wish that I could um be a certain age when some of these songs came out. Because like, whenever certain vibes play now, I'm just like, damn, I could only imagine if I was six or seven years older when this shit actually dropped and people are going crazy about it. Like that impact that would have had. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's interesting thinking about like the artists that you grow up with. Cause like <clears throat> we were just born into a world where like certain people were just like Michael Jackson level, you know, like there was just like certain names and like from the moment we were born it was just like that person is big. But then there's certain people like Kanye or Drake who we saw like rise as we were growing up. It's it's interesting to think about how we'd react if we were been a little bit older when all this shit was going down. Yeah, that's that's facts. I that's some real shit for real. I think for people around our age too, that's how a lot of people I think were looking at Mac because we legit grew up with him and saw that transformation. Meanwhile, you have now like people like my little brother knew that he died but didn't really understand or see that growth and that progression. You know, he was just thrown into the world, like you said, and Mac was just already just jiggy for the for lack of a better word. Yeah, we're we're actually very uh very fortunate if you think about like the rap game because all right, Drake. Drake, we all know it's no secret, like the 10 year anniversary of So Far Gone. It's like, damn, like really think about it, like age wise. Where were you 10 years ago today? Like, I'm 29. I mean, it's 10 years ago, I was 19. A lot of the people I'm rocking with at work and stuff, fresh out of college, still trying to figure things out. I'm like, where were you 10 years ago? I'm like, damn, you were really 13. So you, you wasn't, you wasn't listening to, ignorant shit or ransom from drake and little wayne and really understanding what was going on you wasn't listening to little wayne when he was in the prime like i prefer my favorite little wayne album is the carter three but most like lyrical hip-hop heads will say their favorite album from little wayne was the carter two yep so that's what most people said it's it they always say the carter two like i prefer the carter three just because of the body of work it was it had like everything the lyrical stuff and he was on top of the world at that time but then, yeah, like, I mean, I mean, it, it, the Carter Three period also like, I just think of the Carter Three and think of all the leaks from that period. In which case, I gotta go yeah. with the Carter Three. But if I'm just going yeah. with the album, that I probably go with the Carter Two. But I mean, 500 yeah. Degrees is pretty dope too. But anyway, this, this is all this is crazy. All besides the point. <laughs> yeah, nah, <laughs> yeah. A, that's real though. That's real. Because then we see the momentum picking up from the mixtape after mixtape after mixtape. But then think about what we you went know? through. We went through something a that, lot of people didn't go like. We went through Drake. 
we went through J. Cole, we went through Kendrick, and these are all artists that we're watching rise to fame. We've, we've seen Kanye rise to fame and going from just being the producer and the person that makes beats to actually picking up the mic and rapping. We've seen, we've seen Big Sean, we've seen Wale, we've seen a lot of these, we've seen Rick Ross. Like, think about how many artists we watch rise to fame and not really take over the game, but become something relevant, you know? Uh, one thing I think is dope, the, the generation that, 10 years ago also, I think, was, or I, I don't know, Twitter might have started like 2007, 2008. But it's like yeah. the internet is like so ingrained into everything now in terms of day-to-day use, but it's like we kind of saw that shit pop off and like all of the artists who carved their own lane did it kind of using the internet as their avenues in, a, in ways that hadn't really been done before because the internet just like wasn't like around before so it's kind of interesting having like seen that and then i feel like on the creative side too like it also allows so many more artists to like break into the game or like even just like people who don't even have aspirations within like professional music to just like feel compelled to just create music and share it with the world because like now there's so much more like everybody has a microphone now you know yeah that's real wait so, so you think it's harder it's harder for people because of the way the internet is? Or? I mean, I feel like it might, it's, it's, it's definitely an oversaturated market, but I feel like the way I look at it is because, like, yeah, because yeah, personally, yeah. like, creating music for me is not something that I associate with business in any way. So, like, I don't really care about that aspect of it. So, for me, it's just, like, word. Like, I can just create music, upload it, and, like, now it's out in the world. A random person can just stumble upon it, and if they fuck with it, that's dope. Which is like, which wouldn't really have been possible before without, you know, a record deal, etc. I see no lies. Funny thing is, I, I think I sent, I sent Dwayne a song that I did seven years ago with my homegirl. No, he got roasted. So <laughs> he got roasted. Yeah, 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 they roasted me in the chat. But you know, I'd rather have some comments and them say like, oh, that's cool or that's crazy. You know what I mean? That means that there was really nothing to Everyone feels this way on. about E, but at least they feel something. Sure, right? What did I say? Four four people gonna like it, four people gonna hate it, two people not gonna know what to do. Yeah. But I always say I always stay consistent with my stuff. Like I always say, I always respect somebody that's willing to give something a shot. You went into the studio or however you did, even if you recorded in front of a, a Macintosh and you and you made your beat, <laughs> you know? Or you found a beat that you liked yep. and you just spit over it. I always respect somebody that's gonna give it a shot than just sit home and be like you know, instead of sitting in what what do you say? Instead of sitting in your home and hating on my music, nah, uh, hating on my music in the comfort of your home. And you I think right? the more you, you create, too, the better. At least in my experience, like the more I've created, the more accepting of a listener I've been. Where it's like I just like respect everybody for like the music that they make because I can just kind of see it from the perspective of the person putting it out as opposed to just like the perspective of the audience so it's like it's kind of a dope thing where i feel like if, if more people create that'll also kind of make the artist listener relationship better hopefully that's a fact because you know the hard work that went into it or even like at that emotional level there's i feel like everyone has a bar or a couple bars in any song that they've written where it hits them differently than anyone else of course right definitely in I addition agree with that. to that to take it to a deeper level, it's kind of just like, especially once you continuously are doing music and realize that there's a couple of those bars in a track, it's like, damn, I actually do feel understand the place in which you are coming from. Or as much, or try to humanize it as much as possible, at least. When it comes to a song that you listen to, would you say you relating to the song helps you decide if you like the song or not? Mm, I, 
that's, that's I'd a, say for me it's contextual. So like, there's certain songs. Like, like, I listen to a lot of world music, right? So where it's like, I don't even necessarily understand the lyrics, but I still really fuck with the song because, like, just the vibe of the song is something that my soul vibes with. Um, so there's definitely that aspect uh-huh. of it. But I think, like, certainly within hip-hop, on my level, like, of as of, as a listener who, like, intakes a lot of music, like, the songs that stand out are definitely... And it doesn't have to be that I relate to it in the sense that, like, I think humanizing is a great word that I just use. Like, as long as like I can understand the feelings, like kind of that go into it. Like, like I mean, some of my favorite Kendrick songs are about you know a lifestyle that I'm not familiar with firsthand. But like the way that he portrays the experience is still something that like is able to kind of transcend and like you can just understand it on a human level and kind of fuck with it. Um, so I definitely think that that helps some rap songs stand out to me. But it's probably not like. Like I'd say, if if you looked at like my five hundred most played songs, like this, it's not like I like necessarily deeply relate to all of those songs. Like some of them, I just like like to fucking vibe out to. But I feel like when I listen to songs, if I don't relate to it, some of the things that it'll bring up is like I associate music sometimes with like smell or like different tastes in food. Whether you fuck with a song or not, you already know it's going to bring you back to a certain place. Of course, it could be a good feeling or a bad feeling. Like I was just saying, it's so far going this weekend, and I'm just listening. I'm like, damn. I was talking to my wife. I'm like, damn. She's like, what happened? I'm like, I'm thinking about where I was 10 years ago right now. Like, Drake just hit the scene. I was listening to Drake. I was like, my high school sweetheart, we went to high school. We went away to college together, and then we broke up. And then here comes Drake out of nowhere, his sad ass. I'm like, yo, I relate with this dude, because I'm sad, too. <laughs> like, I'm sad as shit, too. And then from that, we just... <laughs> the rest was just history. I'm like, it's, and this is it's another thing. It's crazy to to watch the maturation of an artist. Like, the thing that makes an artist different will be the artist that comes out, and what they're talking about at that time will be the wave. So everyone's gonna jump on it. You know, i.e. Fifty Cent when he came out with his, you know, Garrett to Die Trying. Like it was gangster rap, and every song was about busting a cap and some nigga or killing somebody or beefing with with Ja Rule. And then once his second album came out, it was just like, what you going to talk about now? Because you already murdered Ja Rule in the beef. Like, you still talking gangster rap? That shit was three years ago. And by the time the third album came out, Kanye hit the scene and they came out. I don't know if you remember. They dropped on the same day. Actually, this shit was 10 years ago, too. It was 2009. They dropped. It was Curtis versus um The Graduation. Mm-hmm. And they were dropping on the same day. And 50 was like, if he loses, he's going to retire. So it's just like watching the maturation of an artist. And then 50 was kind of on the decline. And 50 was my favorite rapper, actually, growing up. 50 was on the decline because okay. it was like, what's he going to talk about? Meanwhile, Kanye was at the peak of his his career right there because the graduation kind of like, that shit, like all, all Kanye's bodies, not all, let me not say all. Let me take that back. A lot of a lot of Kanye's bodies. Zimmer already got the shank out right now. <laughs> oh, you rock with Kanye? I fuck with Kanye, but I would agree that, I mean, I feel like if you're just gonna say that some of his projects aren't the best, that's that's a very fair statement to to make. The life of Pablo's one of his hardest shit. I ain't gonna hold you. I don't know if it was just because that was a lit ass summer or what it was. My favorite Kanye album is it'll probably be the graduation or maybe late registration. Man, like he has some heat on late registration. I was talking. I probably go between late registration and uses. Depends on my mood. Kanye got some Kanye got some shit, man. Like you listen to Kanye West. Actually, there was a um I don't know if you guys ever heard it. So they had like a list. It was a while ago, so I'm pretty certain it got revamped a lot of times. But it, they basically went over like 
the top hip hop verses of all time. So who had number one? Of course, Jay Z had number one. It was like a Jay Z verse on like a Most Def song or something like that, or a Tyler Kwali song. It was one of them. I don't remember what it was, but the number two song was the number two verse was actually Kanye West when he was talking about um damn and the white man get paid off for all of that like that verse right there they labeled that shit number two now this was like falls down yeah yeah this was like this was years ago so like I said I know it got revamped numerous times but that and then it makes you think like when you actually go back and listen to that verse it's like damn he really did destroy that verse it's like. Kanye, where are you, man? What happened? But it's also crazy too for somebody to even be able to rank the top or the best verses of all time type shit. Cause like like we just said before, different songs, different verses, different artists are already gonna bring you back to a certain place in life. You know, so now is it do we have a person who was at the same age when they heard the songs or the albums who are then putting their input? You know what I'm saying? You know how it goes. It's probably the same people who sit down and decide who right. has the best rap album of the year, who has the best song of the year. Some critics sitting somewhere that remains anonymous that basically labels, or, or a group of critics who still remain anonymous who label what's the best song or what's this and that. But I agree. I, I mean, I don't fully agree with the list and this song being the best rap album or the best song, but that verse was a tough verse. I give credit to that. That's a fact. One quick question to ask. If um you said that you're you're approaching your dirty thirties, right? Yeah. What's the best piece of advice that you've received in a in something that you could also bless us with, I guess? Don't take anything that you go through for granted, man. Like I've been through so much. I graduated high school in 07. You know, I didn't finish school until a little bit later. Like my, my college path wasn't four and done or five and done as most people do you know it took me a while i went away to college for four years almost flunked out mm-hmm. realized realized that like yo it's like it's either you do this or you're gonna get kicked out of school had no financial aid had to change my whole life or grind it out you know so take don't take anything for granted and everything that goes on in your life be it something that's positive or negative just make sure you take some type of experience from it if it's something that happens to you and it's great then take Take something from that and, you know, cherish those great moments. And if it's something that happens to you and it's not so great, it's something that's negative, take something from that too and cherish those moments. So you can always look back and be like, this is where I was, man, I want to get back to this moment. Or this is where I was, man, I never want to go back to that moment. So everything that happens in your life, take it for what it is, you know, or cherish it, no matter if it's positive or negative, cherish it and use it to fuel you to get to where you need to go. Because like you worked with me, you know my work ethic. Like when it comes to work, I don't play no games. But I wasn't always like that. I was a kid that used to cut class, and even it was in college, it doesn't make sense now. Like why am I cutting the class I'm paying for? If I was a kid that would cut class, want to hang out with my friends, you know, I never smoked nothing in my life, not a cigarette, nothing. But you know, mm-hmm. hang out with my friends or hang out with girls or go cut class to go play basketball and do a whole bunch of dumb shit. But now I'm just like my work ethic is crazy. I haven't called out of work in any of my jobs in like seven years. You know, Jeez. so it's like, <laughs> Jeez, yo, I know some of my bosses. Wish I, <laughs> I wish I had that ethic. I mean, I do, but you know, just some days, some days be those days, man. I know, but man, some I, days really be those days. I grind it. I swear to God, I grind it out. I go to work and then it's like, I even had girlfriends, anybody It's like, yo, take the day off. Take Valentine's day off. Take this day off. Let's do something. I'm like, nah, I got work. We'll do it after. You know, so you just take everything for what, take everything and just, like I said, be a negative experience or a positive experience, 
take take something from it, cherish that. Because that shit is only gonna help later on. Make a million cash for you flatline. Make a master plan, watch it backfire. Burn it all down and collect the ashes. Build it back, respect your passion. Witness to some shit that you shouldn't see. Whisper to yourself what you wouldn't be. Victim to the block where your mama moved. Now your mind state is I'ma do what I gotta do. It's really quite logical. If you was me, you wouldn't shoot at them if they just shot at you. No trust funds, but my daughter do. First generation out of store with low. My first record deal probably saved my life. So shout out to my nigga Draws and Johnny Shipes. My road dog doing 12 now. Trying to turn this shit to heaven cause we hell bound. Make a million cash for you flatline. Make a master plan, watch it backfire. Burn it all down and collect the ashes. Build it back, respect your passion. Hard for y'all to fathom that we came from that. Sitting in the spot, we was shaving crack. Navy blue chucks, my Mercedes black. Gave it all I got, then it gave it back. 30 niggas grinding on the same street. Thousand niggas dead from the same beef. Money to be made, but it get risky. Inside job if it look fishy. Niggas playing foul, trying to play it down. Say that they gon' kill him if he stay around. Say that they gon' book him, they just need a witness. Me, I'm trying to make an exit, all this politicking. Got my mind drifting, time ticking, death is in the air. I'm trying to bound over my visit. Shit rough, still ride with it. Rhyme different, that's how I did it. You should make a million cash for you flatline. Make a master plan, watch it backfire. Burn it all down and collect the ashes. Build it back, respect your passion.